The good news continues to pour in this week, folks. The Dallas Stars had a nearly full practice yesterday for the first time in a long time. We'll talk about who we saw on the ice, who we're still waiting on, and talk about the expectations for the team as they look to return to action later this week. We'll talk about a new hiring in the front office, and then to close out the show, we'll take a bird's-eye view look at the Central Division. All of this coming up on a Tuesday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on at the Dallas Stars on this Tuesday, January 4th, two days away from the supposed return of Dallas Stars hockey. And I'm getting excited. I'm sure the folks uh, listening, you guys are getting excited as well. I'm ready to see the ga- the guys in Victory Green back on the ice very, very soon. It seems to be a very exciting time getting things back to a little bit of normalcy this NHL season. But before we get into all the good stuff we have on today's episode, do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. No matter where you choose to subscribe, it is always 100% free. So thank you guys for the continued support and follows and subscriptions throughout the time on this show. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to it. It was reported yesterday that the Dallas Stars got back to a nearly full practice for the first time in a long time. Everyone on the team outside of Jamie Benn was present and active in yesterday's practice. uh, Captain Jamie Benn, of course, still in COVID-19 protocols for the Stars, as well as some other team members, as well as, I believe, an assistant coach. But as far as players, we saw everybody return to the ice yesterday for practice, including Stars forward Tanner Caro, who, if you remember, was injured back on that December 18th game against the Chicago Blackhawks, taking a nasty hit. Uh, He was wearing a cage helmet and a red jersey, signifying no contact for him. So it's not back to 100% participation in practice, probably not back to 100% playing condition, but a great sign to see Tanner Caro back in action after that scary incident back in mid-December against the Blackhawks. Good to see him back up and moving, participating with the team, being a part of the team in practice uh, as much as he can. As we said, with the cage helmet and the red jersey, that means that there's a little bit uh, limited availability and limited participation on some parts for Caro, but an overall good sign moving forward for number 64. But we saw the return of other guys such as Roddick Foxa, Luke Glendening, Yanni Hockenpah, Miro Haskinen, Rupe Hintz, Joel Kiviranta, Essa Lindell, Michael Roffel, Jason Robertson, and Ryan Suter. All of those guys were in the COVID protocol for the Stars. But now that they're back, uh, we seem to have a little bit more of a complete roster. All of the guys that we talked about on yesterday's show that are on the taxi squad were also present and active in practice uh, getting reps with the teams, helping stay in shape, uh, running drills, what have you, with the entire squad. Super, super encouraging to see. A great sign to see. It seems that the team is starting to move past the worst stages 
of this COVID-19 outbreak within the organization, which is good news moving forward. Hopefully we won't see too many more cancellations of games, including some of these <laughs> upcoming games uh, this week, later on Thursday, and then on Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, and it's really, really encouraging, really, really nice to see. And as exciting as it is to see this team back in action, it's important for us as fans of the team to manage our expectations of this team moving forward. Uh, you know, we're really, really glad to get to see the, you know, the guys back in action. Excited to be back at the American Airlines Center to watch games and cheer on our team to victory, supposed victory, because uh, that's always what we want to see whenever the Stars play at home, which they've been very, very good at home this season. So I think that that is one factor that will be in their favor over these next few games is that they will be playing on home ice in front of the hometown fans to kind of get reacclimated and get their feet back in the water and get things moving along in this NHL season against the Panthers and the Penguins. But I, I'm drawing back to, uh, I guess, uh, you know, a few years ago back, especially when I was still in high school, uh, you know, you go through, you know, breaks from school, whether that's winter break or summer break. And especially in summer break, I always found myself excited for the first day of school, kind of the first week of school, because uh, I think in the inside of my head, I knew that it was is going to be an easier week. Uh, syllabuses, kind of introductory to all the courses, uh, you know, getting to see friends that you probably haven't seen the past few months, things like that. But the expectation never matched the reality. Uh, and that's not to say that everything was always bad and everything was always doom and gloom, but there, you know, there are just parts of going back to school or maybe you take a break from a job and you have to go back to work. Uh, maybe you're a little bit excited just because things are going to be kind of new. Things are going to be refreshed a little bit and you think it's kind of like a fresh start, but there's always going to be things that go wrong or maybe some hiccups in your plans, some roadblocks. And I think that's going to be the case for the Stars team because we do have to keep in mind that as excited as we are to see them play, and these guys are having to get back into game shape. Again, not all of these guys, from what we've heard from the coaches and the front office, have been positive with symptoms of COVID-19. They may have tested positive for COVID-19, but they may have been asymptomatic. Uh, but still, whether they were asymptomatic or not, they were probably limited on how much they could do as far as exercise and keeping their bodies in playing shape. And so thankfully, they do have these few days early on in this week to practice and get prepared to play hockey again. But we can't fully expect this team to come out and play to the level that they were playing back on December 20th against the Wild. I think we'll still see some good performances, and I don't think we're going to see uh, anything lackluster from this team or a lack of effort. If anything, we should be seeing these guys play on fire. But they may get a little more fatigued a little quicker. They may have to play shorter shifts, or if they're out there playing longer shifts, we may see a little bit less as far as physicality from the guys on the ice for long stretches of time, and they got to reestablish the chemistries that they had with one another. I, I'm not too concerned for the team in the long run, but I think that that's something that we have to consider before we jump back into action with the Stars team is that we're excited to see them play, but our expectations should not just be for them to come in and keep things rolling as smoothly as they were. If they do, that's great, and, and we can celebrate that and we continue to break that down as well and look forward to the future because this team does have quite a bit of work to do in terms of getting back into the playoff race and into the playoff hunt, which we'll talk about a little bit later in this show. But I think it will be fair of us as fans to manage our expectation as well. And if the stars stumble out of the gate a little bit, I don't think there's any need to panic because there is still a lot of season left, but we just don't really know what we're going to get with this team over the next few days as they continue to prepare themselves to get back to action this Thursday. Well, coming up next, we will take a moment and talk about a recent hiring for the Dallas Stars in the front office, one that I think uh, might not be making too much noise right now around the hockey community, but I think down the road, it will pay huge dividends for the Dallas Stars organization. But before we talk about that, 
do need to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked on Stars, and that is Primal Origin Oils. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise that you will see and feel the difference. Remember, the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked On Stars, your first listen of the day. I want to take a moment and address a recent hiring within the Dallas Stars organization in the front office of this organization, and that is the hiring of Steve Greeley. It was announced on Monday morning that the Stars will be hiring Steve Greeley as the director of hockey strategy slash scouting and development. Uh, Greeley is a guy that has been around the game of hockey for quite some time, uh, for pretty much most of, if not all, of his adult life. He has spent time recently uh, as the assistant general manager of the Buffalo Sabres from 2017 to 2020. He's worked for the New York Rangers as the director of player personnel and at one point was a part of the Los Angeles Kings scouting department. Uh, he was a regional scout for the United States National Team Development Program for a couple of stints back in the late 2000s and then in the mid 2010s. Uh, and then, of course, he was an associate coach at Boston University for a short stretch. That is his alma mater where he went to school and he was uh, re regarded back then as one of the best college scouts at the time. But he's continued to build a reputation as a very, very smart hockey guy as far as scouting numbers, analytics, what have you. I'm a guy that is regarded by many in the hockey community from what I've seen uh, on social media and the internet regarding this signing. I'm a guy that a lot of people around this league and around this game have immense respect for as far as his knowledge of the game. But it's one a very interesting to know. And a lot of my uh, talking points um, during this segment do come from Matthew DeFrank's recent article on the Dallas Morning News. He did put out a piece about this hiring. So go give that a read if you want a little bit more information on all of this. But this is, Matthew always does great work covering this team as far as players and games and signings. So always do want to cite my sources there. Um, so don't think that I just came up with all this on my own or figured this out, of course, using my resources on the Internet, as many of you can do as well. So be sure to go check out Matthew DeFrank's article on the Dallas Morning News if you want more information but DeFranks did note something very very interesting about this signing is that Greeley has no previous connection to the Dallas Stars or Jim Nill so this hiring is completely outside of any association with this organization in the past which is really unique I feel like in today's world of sports especially when it comes to coaching or front office jobs not just in the National Hockey League but across the world of sports I feel like you typically see people get hired because they know someone or they were a former player uh, maybe a parent or another family member was a former player or member of the organization, but that is not the case here. While Greeley has seen his fair share of NHL teams and organizations, he has never once been associated with the Dallas Stars. So it's a very, very interesting hire, but still a very good one nonetheless, as Greeley comes in to fill a role that has been kind of vacated ever since the start of the pandemic back in March 2020. Uh, of course, many teams across the world of sports had to make cuts 
across their departments in order to save money, uh, to cut budgets down quite a bit. And of course, uh, one of the areas for that that has been struggling for the stars has been scouting and team and player analytics. And so Greeley comes in to fill that role, which I think is an excellent hire based on the amount of knowledge he has gathered about the game of hockey, just how long he's been around the league. And even at the collegiate level, I feel like he has a good grasp on you know which college players are good and who to be on the lookout for, what players can assess certain team needs at the next level of competitive play. So I think that this is a really smart hire, and I think it's a nice, fresh set of outside eyes. You know, I think in some cases it can be good to hire people that, you know, to bring in people that are familiar with your organization. But I think this is one of those cases that this is a good hire because he's outside the organization. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to manipulate Jim Neal or anyone else in the front office here with the stars, uh, you know, to make them think a certain way. This is a guy who's coming in with a fresh perspective, um, a guy who's looking to share that perspective with this front office, clearly wanted this job if he's getting hired into this position. And I think, you know, it might not pay off right away. It might not be evident in the next year or so, but down the road, I think a hire like this could potentially pay huge dividends for the stars just because of his knowledge and what he brings to this front office. Now is he can give some insight to Jim Nill and company and the other managers, general managers of this organization. And I think he's going to come in handy in scouting just because, like I said, he was regarded as one of the best college scouts um, pretty much around the country back whenever he was with, uh, Boston University back in the early 2010s. And so I think he's going to have a great eye, especially for collegiate, collegiate talent when it comes to draft time and looking at who's going to fill out the draft boards. Look at guys that could potentially have long and fruitful careers for the Dallas Stars and have long, fruitful careers in the NHL as a whole, because I think really just has an excellent grip on what to be on the lookout for. Uh, having, you know, went to a school with such a rich hockey history, coached at a school with rich hockey history. And then, of course, scouting for the Los Angeles Kings, doing a lot of scouting on young and upcoming talent to represent that Kings organization. I think he'll do that for an even greater level with the stars. And even as far as analytics, uh, I think he's going to have a great set of eyes to see what the team does and does not do well. And I think that's something that this team can benefit from is to have him, uh, you know, really leading the way uh, kind of eyes in the sky with the team that he's going to bring in to lead the analytics department for the stars to kind of, you know, take a bird's eye view of what works for the team on a nightly basis and what doesn't work. What stats do they need to be paying attention to? What stats do they kind of need to look away from? Um, because maybe they're not the most useful or beneficial stats in order to keep the team improving at a consistent basis. And, you know, I think he's going to help make adjustments on the ice overall for the Dallas Stars, even if it's not immediately this week for these games. It could come a little bit later down the line. I think this is going to be a hire that truly pays off. And even Jim Nill was quoted saying in this article from the Dallas Morning News, uh, he says, you get this data and there's so much of it. You need to find out what has value and what doesn't have value. That's the step we're going through. That's where we've got to start building up an in-house analytics group to digest that, throw things out to us. There's so much information out there, what's relevant and what's not relevant. And so I think this takes a huge burden off of Jim Neal's shoulder and the rest of the front office that they can focus on the day-to-day -day hockey operations of the team and leave this analytics in-depth numbers job to Greeley and his crew. So that way that there's people whose sole job is to focus on what is working and what is not working for whoever the coaches for the stars, whoever the players are for the stars. So that way can, there can be a little bit more effort put into improving the, you know, the, the products that we see on the ice on a consistent basis. So I think this is a great hire. I don't think that we'll see, you know, it pay dividends immediately. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, 
But I think in the long run that this is a move that will help the Dallas Stars organization immensely, especially as they potentially will be moving on from a lot of big-name veterans in the offseason like Joe Pavelski, Alexander Radulov, maybe John Klingberg. Uh, I think this is a great hire and a great hire at the right time given where the team is right now in terms of contracts and guys potentially leaving the team after this season. And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, I want to take a moment and talk about the current state of the Central Division because even though the Stars haven't been playing, we still have seen quite a few hockey games happen ever since the stoppage for the for Christmas break, for the holidays. Uh, a lot of teams have been back in action, including quite a few Central Division teams. And things are continually chaotic in the Central Division, for lack of a better term. I feel like that's my favorite term to use with this division, but... There's a reason that central starts with the letter C and chaotic starts with the letter C because that's exactly what this division is. The central division uh, has changed up a little bit as far as standings and who finds themselves at the top since we've last talked about the division as a whole. St. Louis now claims the top spot in the division with 43 points after a huge winter classic win over their rivals, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the Nashville Predators are now in second in the division with 42 points. Minnesota, Colorado, Winnipeg take the three through five spots with, of course, our Dallas Stars sitting in at the sixth spot, Chicago at seventh, Arizona at the eighth spot. And I think right now, and, you know, not even think, this is fact. I <laughs> uh, was getting ahead of myself about to make my point after giving you the facts. But right now, the playoff pitcher has Dallas sitting at seventh in the wild card spot. As you know, uh, the playoffs are structured where the top three teams from each division get into the playoffs, and then you have a couple wild card teams that round out those spots. And I believe as of right now in the Western Conference, you have Colorado and Edmonton filling in those top two wild card spots. Uh, and then below them, I, I in no particular order off the top of my head, can't remember. I know LA was there, San Jose. Vancouver has been on a really nice tear as of late ever since the hiring of their new coach. And of course, the Dallas Stars find themselves at seventh. So I think realistically, uh, winning the division is out of the question for the Dallas Stars, which I think even you know from the preseason, I don't think that was ever a possibility for them. Given how stacked and talented and young this division is, I don't think it was ever really in the realm of possibility for Dallas to win this division. But now at this point, they need to be aiming for a spot in the top four. It's ideally the top three where you don't have to worry about fighting for a wild card spot. But that's easier said than done given some of these squads that are sitting atop the division right now. So I think aiming for a top four spot in the division needs to be the in-game goal for the Stars team for a shot to make the postseason. And I think they have a really good chance to do that. And I think, you know, the big opportunity for the Stars to do that and to take advantage will be in February when supposedly when the Olympics are happening. That's supposedly kind of the rumor when the NHL is supposed to play their rescheduled postponed games from these past several weeks whenever there's been postponements due to COVID. And so that's going to be a huge stretch for the Stars because every single one of those games is a division game. You have a game against Winnipeg, Nashville, Chicago, I believe two against Colorado, and then, of course, one against Arizona. Uh, Arizona and Chicago below the Stars, but those are still going to be important games nonetheless. But especially those games against Winnipeg, Colorado, and Nashville, those are going to be huge in terms of standings and seeding in the division and in the Western Conference as a whole. So if, if those games do end up happening in February or whenever they happen, Dallas needs to be making sure to be on the top of their game because those are going to pay huge dividends as far as seeding and positioning goes for the playoffs for this Stars team. And it'll be a great chance for them to kind of regain some ground after sitting out and not being able to do very much over the past couple of weeks because they've just been stagnant sitting at that sixth place spot with 32 points. But right now, they're only three points behind Winnipeg at the time of recording this. Winnipeg has 35. 
So certainly not out of the question for Dallas to go on a little bit of a run over the next few months and try to position themselves in the top four in the Central Division because that's going to give them their best chance to make the postseason. Uh, but that's easier said than done because even some of these teams in the three through five spots are very talented. And we've seen what teams like St. Louis and Minnesota can do when the Dallas Stars have a bad night. But we've also seen what the Dallas Stars can do to those teams when they have a good night. And so Dallas just you know needs to come out of this break like we've talked about out of this hiatus, refreshed and ready to go and ready to play the best hockey that we've seen from them all season. Because I think we got a glimpse of some of the best hockey we've seen from them all season back when they beat the Minnesota Wild. And that was a quality win, a quality blowout win against the team that was struggling, but still a really impressive win nonetheless for the Stars. And so hopefully they can continue to carry that trend forward out of this hiatus. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day now go make your second listen of the day the locked on bets podcast your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling that show is free and available wherever you get your podcast at and also the dallas stars locked on stars podcast is also free and available wherever you get your podcast at so be sure to subscribe and follow the locked on stars podcast on youtube or your favorite podcasting platform you can also find me and follow me on twitter at dane double underscore lewis that's at d-a-n-e two underscores l-e-w-i-s you can also find the show on twitter at locked on stars be sure to give us a follow there that's going to do it for today's episode be sure to tune in tomorrow as we continue to prepare for the return of the boys in victory green to the ice have a great day stars fans and we will see you back here tomorrow